Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. This is Women's Running Stories. So I wasn't expecting to be in full fitness and I was okay with that going in. My goal was just to really go come out of this race having confidence. Um, I think that's something that races this spring, I wasn't having a lot of just lining up to these really amazing women and not seeing myself as like as good as them. And so I just wanted to step on the line um, this race and feel like I could fit in with everyone. Um, and so I feel like I did, and I feel like I got a lot from this race, just knowing that um, I belong with these groups of women. Women's running, running, running. Women's running, running stories. stories. Hi, my name is Gerilyn Poe. I live in Flagstaff, Arizona. Um, and I run for Tracksmith, and when I'm not running, I am working on completing my PhD at Northern Arizona University. The program itself is called Eco-Informatics. Um, it's kind of a funny name, but it's basically just the combination of ecology and computer science. And so with that, I work on solving like ecological problems, and right now I'm working on climate change in the Arctic. Yes, in this episode, we are featuring Gerilyn Poe, an academic at Northern Arizona University, or NAU, and an elite-level runner. And she's going to share her story of how it all went down at the 2023 U.S. ATF 10-kilometer national championships, which took place on September 23rd in Northport, New York. But before we hear more from Gerilyn, I want to welcome you to Women's Running Stories, the podcast where we share stories about women's experiences in the running space. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am your host and producer. And this podcast is a proud member of the Evergreen Network of Podcasts. You know, real quick, I do want to mention too, there are a couple other podcasts in the network that I always want to recommend, and that is Hear Her Sports and Keeping Track. We came into this network together because we are all women-led sports podcasts that focus on women athletes. So I encourage you to go ahead and give them both a listen and to subscribe. Again, that's Hear Her Sports, hosted by Elizabeth Emery, and Keeping Track, which is hosted by Molly Huddle, Roisin McGettigan, and Alicia Montano. They're both excellent podcasts. All right, now let's get into the episode. This is a race report. And in each of our race report episodes, I focus on a major race and get the inside scoop from one of the top 10 finishers in the race about how it all went down from her experience. And along the way, we also get into that runner's racing background, their training, their life experiences, how they strategize, their future plans, and on and on, to provide you with some context around this particular event. For these race reports, I've primarily been focused on this year's USATF Road Race Circuit. I've 
focused on all of the road races. I did not get to the cross-country race, which was won by Edna Kurgat, and she was featured in another one of our race reports. It was the six-kilometer championships, which she also won. She's been on fire this season. All right, getting back to the circuit. Each one of these road circuit events is a different distance. They happen all throughout the year in different cities throughout the United States, and each one serves as a national championship for the distance that is being run. So the distances range from one mile to 25K, and here we're talking about the 10-kilometer race. And not only are national titles on the line, but there is a healthy amount of cash, and you can earn points. And there's an overall series competition based on the accumulated points that runners earn throughout the season. These races consistently bring together many of the country's top competitors, and it gives these athletes an opportunity to go head-to-head against some really solid competition. Now, the goals for the racers on the line vary tremendously. For some racers, it will be their A race, and for other racers, they're going to be looking down the road at another big event they have coming up, and this will serve more as a training race or a way to get great experience. We heard Nell Rojas talk about that in her race report, which focused on the 25-kilometer national championships. And that is similar to Gerilyn's story here. The 10K was not an A race for her or a primary focus of her training, As you're about to hear, she's got her eyes focused on the marathon, especially the upcoming Olympic trials, which will happen in February of next year. So like she said, she wasn't coming in with full fitness, but a race like this serves as an important stepping stone. It's a way to test your fitness. And for Gerilyn, it was also a way to boost her confidence racing against other pro elite runners. This is a relatively new phase of Gerilyn's running career, So opportunities like this are really useful. It wasn't that long ago she was competing at the collegiate level, and during that time, her focus was racing on the track. So over the last few years, she has switched to road racing from track racing, and she has entered the elite-level pro racing field. Also, just a quick note of clarity here, Gerilyn is going to mention eligibility in collegiate racing, And what she's referring to is that in the collegiate system, athletes are only allowed to race for a certain number of years. So they are only eligible to race at the collegiate level for a limited period of time. All right, so let's hear from Gerilyn Poe. And she's going to get us going by taking us back to her collegiate racing experience. I did my first five years of college at Michigan State and then um, COVID hit and I was already planning on going to NAU for grad school. Um, then knowing that I had the extra season of eligibility, I decided to um, do my sixth year at NAU for outdoor track. And so I moved to Flagstaff and yeah, competed the 2020-2021 season um, with NAU. And then after I finished my eligibility, I continued to go on the track for a while. I was training for the USA track championships. And I also ran a half marathon during that time. And I just kind of fell in love with the roads. It's just this different atmosphere of being on a track versus being on the roads. It's almost like a, it's still competitive, but it seems just a little bit more relaxed. Um, And so I was already really, really drawn to that. And after I did my first outdoor um, USA 10K championships, I migrated more towards um, the road races. And yeah, and here I am. Yes, 
here she is on a trajectory that has been evolving over the course of many years. Yeah, I guess, I mean, I started out with like 5Ks in college, moved up to the 10Ks, but I always saw myself as more of a long distance runner. And so any distance that I had the ability to run, so like in college, the highest distance you can go is 10K, I was always signing up for those events. Um, I really just like the longer distances. I can see myself as a marathon runner because during um, the week, it's our longest um, workouts and the long runs are always my favorite days. Um, I look forward to long runs the most. I look forward to our double thresholds um, the most throughout the week. And so knowing that I can do those paces just for long periods of time, I think that I will be um, more successful in the marathon. So the Olympic trials will be uh, my debut in the marathon. I've done a couple half marathons. That's the furthest that I've gone so far. Well, I did the 25K champs too. So I guess that's the furthest distance that I've done. Yeah. So like I mentioned, there's been a lot of change going on in Geraldine's running life, going from track to road, going from collegiate racing to the pro elite fields, and also upping the distance that she wants to race from 10 kilometers to ultimately the marathon. But under all of that change, there has been some steady consistency. I kept the same um, coach at NAU going um, transitioning from NAU to post-collegiate. And so that really helped. And I think I really like the training that I'm doing. And so just like continuing that, stacking that for like seasons and seasons, I think that, you know, like you're bound to get better that way. And yeah, so the USATF 10K champs factored into a much larger picture. Yeah. So I just started this training block. I think it was in the beginning of August And the ultimate goal is the Olympic trials. I already have my qualifier. Um, And so this is my first race going into this training block. And I was really just doing this race because I was already on this side of the country for a conference for school. And so I was kind of looking at races that might be in the East Coast. And I found the 10K champs. And so I thought that that might be a good start to the season. And in the weeks leading up to it, I was really just trying to focus on not having an outcome for this race and just being more excited about seeing what I could do. Set on discovering what she could do on the day, Gerilyn was off to Northport, New York to experience the 10K champs. For this race, we actually stay with host families, and so they drive us um, to the start line into the warm-up area. And so it's kind of like having your own little family for the weekends. That was really cool to experience. Additionally, boosted by this newfound weekend family there for extra support, Gerilyn was ready to race. And soon enough, it was go time. The atmosphere of the race is really cool. It's a small town of Northport in New York. And it's just this huge community. Well, it's a really small town, but it's this huge community of people just loving this race that they're setting on. And so you can just feel that sense of community when you're getting ready and getting on the line and everyone's just like cheering for you, even though it's this really small town. Um, So that was super um, exciting to experience. And other than that, I just felt like this sense of calmness. Like it wasn't this huge race that I was planning my entire season up to. It was just going out there to have fun and see what I could do. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. 
Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. So the course, how it's played out is within the first two miles, you have this really big downhill. And then right after you have this really big uphill. And so my strategy going in was to make sure that I was at least with a group of people going into this huge uphill. It's very steep. And so within the first mile, you experience this really steep downhill. But it was like a pack of women. And we also started with the men, too. And so they kind of took off. But it was a group of women for, yeah, I would say for the first mile. I felt like I was towards the front of that pack. I remember being with Edna Kurgat. And I'm pretty sure there was a group behind us, too. but. You know, I wasn't going to look back at that point to see how big the pack was. And all of a sudden, I just like lost the entire group of people I was with. It was like five different women. Um, And they just like zoomed down this hill and I could not keep up. I felt like I was going to like fall on my face if I um, if I kept going with them. You could already feel in my quads. And I'm like, yeah, those are going to be sore tomorrow. (laughs) I did not prepare for these downhills. (laughs) Um, So that didn't really go according to plan. Um, Going into the uphill, I didn't have anyone to run with. I was just looking at people's backs, which helped, you know. But yeah, I was just going up this hill alone. And I was trying to regain contact with at least the people in front of me. Um, And I gave myself like a mile to do that. I was like, by the next mile mark, I'm going to have caught up with these women. And the mile goes by and I'm like still the same distance behind them. And so I just kept trying to like focus on myself and what I could do. But I could still kind of see them in front of me and still kind of like try and track them down for the rest of the race. I am kind of used to running or racing on on my own a lot because I do a lot of my runs and workouts on my own. And so honestly, when I'm racing by myself, it feels kind of like my comfortable place. And so I do have to find ways to like reattach with women. But yeah, when I am on my own, I think, I don't know, it's hard because then you don't have those like people to, you know, like race alongside with. But I think the crowd helped a lot. Uh, there were so many people from town, just like at the top of the hill, yelling like, oh, you look so great right now. You're doing good. Um, and so having those um, people on the sidelines helped a lot too. So the course, honestly, it feels like there's not a flat spot the entire 10K. It's like either you're going uphill or downhill. And the most, the most steep parts of it were in those first two miles. And then the rest of the race was a little bit more gradual. And I think that I think that really helped coming from altitude because I could feel that strength for the rest of the course. But yeah, overall just a lot of a lot of hills. Gerilyn settled in to getting up and over the rolling hills, focusing her attention on where it helped her the most. I didn't check my pace at all. Since it's a 10K and it was a really hilly course, um, like I started my watch, but I didn't look down at it at all. Um, I didn't notice any clocks during the race either. Sometimes they have it like the 5K or three mile or something. But other than that, I was just trying to give myself checkpoints during um, the course of the race. And so I looked at the elevation map before and I saw like where I would be at when I hit like at the top of a hill or when I would start to go downhill. And so I'd kind of give myself checkpoints during the race of like, okay, just get to this point or just get to this turn and then you can kind of regroup and then start over. Like, okay, I did this um, and everything might not have gone according to plan up until this point, but 
um, I'm still okay. I still have strength. I still have um, some stuff left in the tank. And so I know I can keep going. Um, and so I had about three or four checkpoints that really helped during the race to just kind of reset my body, reset my form. Um, I remember, I think it was like at mile four, there was like a Dunkin' Donuts and I had seen this in the course preview the day before. And so I was like, okay, just get to the Dunkin' Donuts. And then you know that like you can get up the next hill. And so it's really just like a checkpoint of your mind of like, okay, I did this. And so I feel confident enough that I can get to the next part, you know? Checkpoint after checkpoint, reset after reset, Gerilyn ran a strong, steady race all the way to the finish line. And it seemed like towards the end, it wasn't too strung out. It seemed like Edna was second and then every like 15 seconds back was another woman. And so honestly, for most of the race, I was never like right with anyone like fighting for a specific place. It was mostly um, just running alone for that most of the 10K. Having lost contact with the top four women on that first downhill, Gerilyn had held her position throughout the entire race to come in a solid fifth place. Overall, um, except for the really steep downhill at the beginning, I felt really good about this race. Um, Yeah, usually with 10Ks nowadays, I'm kind of like they go out like almost a little bit too quick for me. I really like these slower paced like half marathons and marathons. But overall, I felt really strong with this. I think it was a really good starting point for the season. And yeah, I'm just excited to carry out that strength and do a half marathon um, in the future next few weeks. And this strong performance does exactly what Gerilyn was hoping for. It gave her a confidence boost because making that jump to the pros, mentally, it can be really tough. Yeah, it definitely was intimidating at first when I got out of college, was on the track more, and when I started moving to the roads, um, definitely seeing all these great women and racing against them. I was talking with one of my teammates a few weeks ago, and I was kind of asking how she deals with this. And I came away with that conversation just overall learning that, like, these are all just people, too. Like, when you're competing – Previously, I would like put all these attributes like, oh, these people are so fast. They've done so many great things. But yeah, at the end of the day, just like knowing that they're just people. And I think it comes down to a lot of just like your self-talk during the race. And so I think that when it gets hard, you just start telling yourself these things like, I can't do this. I'm not as good as these people. But I think it's a really good practice to just keep that in check. And when it does get hard saying, no, I can do this or yes, I can be with these people. Um, So I think that's a really good um, practice that I was trying to do in this race. And I feel like I came out um, doing that really well. Knowing that I can compete against them now is, is really exciting, knowing that I'm on the same stage as them. And step by step, race by race, Gerilyn will be building toward her ultimate goal. Yeah, I haven't even gotten into marathon training yet. Right now is just kind of lower mileage. I'm in like the 80s. But starting in around November, we'll start the actual marathon build. So that's something that I'm really looking forward to. Um, But in terms of like Olympic trials goals in itself, I think that, you know, I'm just really excited to put myself out there. I don't want to have like, you know, those outcome-based goals of like top three or, you know, go home. But I am excited to just see how well I can do having everyone in the country in the same place at the same time. Um, I think that's going to be really exciting. 
To be sure, Gerilyn's marathon ambitions do extend far beyond next year, and she's building on the solid and growing foundation of experience that she's been cultivating for years now. I don't know. I think that over the time, I've just learned to like really push myself and know where that line is and know like how far or how fast I can go like before, you know, you hit a wall. And so it's about just like riding that line for as long as you can. My coach calls it like this gray area. He's like, you can be in this gray area for like hours and hours. Like you just, it's like a little bit uncomfortable, but you know that you can do it. It's just, it's not like this like really painful thing, but it's just, yeah, just like riding that, that line and being in that gray area, learning how to do that for a long time. Yeah. And of course that's like still something that I'm trying to learn too, of like, I know that my body has more left in it. I know that I can, you know, still physically get faster over the years. And so that's all about just finding like how fast can I actually go and how long can I actually do that for? Only time will answer Gerilyn's questions, but I, for one, am excited to watch the evolution of her running career. Gerilyn is an exciting young elite to keep an eye on, and of course, I wish her all the best in her upcoming ventures, especially next year's Olympic Trials Marathon. And this does bring us to the end of this episode. I want to congratulate Gerilyn on an excellent performance at the 2023 USATF 10-kilometer national championships. And to fill you in, rounding out the top five in this race was Wayne Kaladi, who she took a solo flyer almost from the very beginning and kept it all the way through the finish. So she is your champion. She was followed 43 seconds later by Edna Kurgat. Emma Grace Hurley came in third, another 16 seconds back, followed by Amanda Vestry, who was just six seconds back from Emma Grace. And then, of course, Gerilyn came in fifth, and she was only 12 seconds back from Vestry. With the finish of the 10K champs, the overall series standings look like this. Leading the series is Edna Kurgat with 64 points. Nell Rojas is in second with 40 points. And in a very close third is Emma Grace Hurley with 39 points. And as it turns out, we actually have race reports featuring all three of these women, and I will link to those in the show notes. The final race of this series is the 5K Champs, which takes place November 4th in New York City, and that is over Marathon Weekend. For sure, you will find that race report in our feed after November 4th. I get those done as quickly as I can. And I also plan to have one bonus race report from this series there's one performance that has just really stood out to me as being just incredibly gritty, and I really want to get the story. So you can look forward to that as well. I want to thank Gerilyn Poe so much for being on the podcast and sharing her 10K story. Like I said, I'm really excited to follow her racing career as it unfolds. And of course, you can too. I will link to how you can follow Gerilyn Poe on social media in the show notes. You will also find ways to keep up with women's running stories. I'm very active on Instagram. I'm moderately active on Twitter, and I do check the show's Facebook account, but I'm a little less active over there. I do want to thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate you being here. I love making these episodes, but I know that the power of them rests in you listening and also in you sharing, I would really appreciate if you share the show with someone you know would enjoy it. Thanks so much. 
Also, I do not make these podcasts by myself. Cormac O'Regan does all the original music that you hear on this show. He has for every single episode in the almost three years this podcast has been going. And Cormac creates that music in his studio here in Cork, Ireland. I am Cherie Louise Turner. I am your host and producer, and I am coming to you from my home closet studio, also in Cork, Ireland. And until next week, I do wish you healthy, joyful strides forward. Women's running, running, running. Running stories. My name is Cindy Burnett, and each week I interview at least two traditionally published authors on my podcast, Thoughts from a Page. We talk spoiler-free about their books, so you can listen whether you have read the book or not. And then we delve into things that you most likely won't hear about anywhere else. The importance of the cover design, why they included various aspects of the story, personal details about both the books and the author's lives, and so much more. You can find the podcast on every major platform and learn more about it on my website, thoughtsfromapage.com. Thanks so much for checking it out.